1: Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Hayesville, North Carolina. Welcome to a Friday morning wake-up call here on Sports Country Radio. It's also our Facebook Friday. We've got the live video going on Facebook for those of you that like to uh, to tune in there. So uh, welcome. Uh, I appreciate uh, some of you. We've had, we uh, had the listenerships been coming back up a little bit. Word has gotten out. Um, so uh, I appreciate those of you that have hung with us uh during our downtime here i think we've got things squared away the only thing i don't have squared away now for whatever reason uh, we seem to have picked up some kind of a buzz i don't know if you're hearing that um uh, on the uh, actual broadcast or not uh but i've picked up some kind of a buzz in in the headset and i can't seem to make it go away so we're gonna we're gonna work on that over the weekend i might end up needing a new mixer not quite sure what's going on but uh Heck, we're, we're here, and I'm happy to be here. And uh, let's uh, We've got Dan Zampano coming up at 9.15 to talk about the NFL final uh, week of the regular season. Obviously, we're going to spend a lot of time talking um, about the DeMar Hamlin thing and, and how the NFL has decided to navigate uh, the final week of the regular season. They are not going to make up that Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals game. Uh, and they have made some decisions as to how that will work in the playoffs. And the only reason I think this has become become so um, uh, difficult, if you want to use the word, um, is because of the fact that the Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs head-to-head. So, you know, there was a chance that if Buffalo had come back to beat Cincinnati in that game, that they could have ended up the number one seed. And by not having them play – um, that last game and giving them a chance to tie with the Kansas City Chiefs, it kind of penalizes the Bills a little bit for something that was really out of their control. And the funny part is, and the heart that you know, and, and we'll talk to Dan about this, but it's almost like it's almost like you feel kind of—I don't want to say dirty, but you just feel wrong even talking about that in light of what happened with Damar Hamlin. It, you know, my wife said last night, "Who cares?" You know, I mean, somebody almost died. Who cares? You know, and and I was like, I get it, you know, but the the season's still going to go on. The sport is not going to stop. You know, just like as after nine eleven, and um, you know, we had to figure out a way to navigate this and 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 for things to go on. And the, you know, the way that Demar seems to be coming back is is great news. Um, but we're going to talk to Dan about all that and then the final week of the regular season coming up at nine fifteen uh, in just about five or six minutes. Uh, I watched the Bruins game last night. Actually, I, I let me take that back. I watched a period and a half of the Bruins game. They were in Los Angeles last night. I managed to make it till midnight. Um, I went to bed with about five or six minutes left in the second period. It was tied 2-2. Well, the Bruins exploded in the third period. They scored three times. Trent Frederick uh, scored twice in 34 seconds in the third period, and the Bruins win again. Folks, this is, I mean, what they are doing is is historical. They are 34-4. and four. 30 wins, four losses, and four overtime losses, which you still get a point. They lead the league with 64 points. They're only the third team in NHL history to, to reach 30 wins in 38 games or less. The last time somebody did that, think about this. It was the Montreal Canadiens in 1944. They were 35-3. and three. And then the 1929-30 Bruins did it in 35 games. But that's what they're doing. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh... <laughs> the fun part last night, there was a uh, play in the first or in the second period where Brad Marshawn obviously got tripped. The referees didn't call it. Marshawn goes down, he gets up, and he loses his effing mind. Starts slamming his stick, yelling at the referee, goes to the bench, breaks his stick in half on the bench, ends up getting called for a penalty um, for unsportsmanlike conduct. The funny part is, is after the penalty's over, what does he do? He comes back out and scores a goal as if to say, F you. It was great. Uh, so he had a goal and an assist. He actually assisted on the first goal that was scored by David Pasternak. Posternak had two last night. He's got 27 on the season Leads least the Bruins. It's just unbelievable what they're doing. Unreal. Um, the Yukon women won again last night, but the Yukon women, it, the the injuries that are piling up, I, I joked about this yesterday that they needed an exorcist, but honest to God, I mean, they beat Louisville last night easily, 73-37. But what happens? Their starting center, Aaliyah Edwards, gets hurt. She ends up doesn't play the second half out of a, an abundance of caution, they, they were calling. I think she had four points and five rebounds in the first half, but she rolled an ankle. And now they don't know, you know what her status is going to be. I mean, it's like one thing after another with this team. And if she can't play, that's huge. She has been a beast. She's on the, the, uh, the watch list for the, the John Wooden Award for Best Female College Basketball Player in the Country. And now they could be without her. They were without Gino Oriema again last night. He is still under the weather. Uh, this is the third game he's missed this year. Chris Daly's unbelievable, by the way. Uh, also a classy woman. Uh, had a chance to meet her a few times. And seventeen and zero when Gino Oriema misses the game. I mean, look, I know it's UConn, and you could probably say, well, you could, you know, you could roll out, uh, you know, a trained monkey and with that team, and they could win uh, without Gino. But you know that's not that's, it's not quite that simple trust me um you know it all looks you know it's funny when I became a basketball coach you know I, I started out in high school and you coach your first game right and I, I was I started out coaching junior varsity and you coach your first game and it all looks easy right when you're watching from the stands until you're on the sideline and you're coaching a game and you have to figure out well, when do I take somebody out uh, what do I, when do I call a timeout? You know, when the other team is starting to roll, uh, you know, what's my best combination of players? I mean, it's, it all seems and it's all happening really, really fast. So, you know, say what you want. And, and I know UConn's loaded with talent, but Chris Daly has done an unbelievable job without Gino Oriema. But we, you know, if you're UConn, you just have to, to pray to, to every God that there has ever been that, uh, Aaliyah Edwards is not hurt badly and that she can come back and play. They, they, are off until Sunday. They host DePaul on Sunday at Gampel. It's a game that they can win without her, but if you're UConn, you cannot afford to be without her. I mean, look, already missing Azzy they Fudd. They're going to get Caroline Ducharme back, which is huge, uh, but Dorka Yu has last night uh, 18 points, 17 rebounds, and uh, an easy win for UConn. So, uh, but, again, uh, injuries continue to mount. And in our uh, our crime blotter uh spot of the day uh the university of texas has fired their basketball coach chris beard uh telling uh, his attorney that he's unfit for the position chris beard is facing felony domestic family violence charges in texas uh from an incident that happened back in the middle of december with his fiancee where he allegedly uh strangled and bit her (laughs) you heard me bit her um now his fiancee has later denied that he strangled her, but uh, if he is convicted for this, he faces between two and ten years in prison. Um, he was hired from Texas Tech um, back in 2021, um, and and they were playing well this season. They started out six and zero, but uh, he's done, and he has. They're twelve and one right now, or twelve and two, and one and one in the Big Twelve. But uh, you know, look. Uh, he had a seven-year contract. He had five years left on the contract, but there is a clause in the contract that he can be fired for cause if he was charged with a felony or committed other behavior unbecoming of his position. And I would say that being charged with uh, a felony for domestic violence—not just you know your run-of-the-mill domestic felony—if um, you're the University of Texas, you have absolutely no choice here. But it's just uh, crazy. Crazy. Oh, and before we uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, before we get to Dan Zapata. But, of course, we have to give you the House of Representatives update. We are now through 11 votes. Kevin McCarthy still does not have the Speaker of the House nomination or or uh, or position. And uh, here we are on uh, September the 6th and we still have no business being done in the House because the Republican Party is an absolute clown show. 15 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Dan Zampano. You're listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It is 17 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the Wake Up Call. Here on a Friday morning, and as we are every Friday, we are uh, glad to be joined by Dan Zampano, who is back from his long day of travel, but he managed to make it here this morning. Uh, Good morning, Dan. How are you?
0: Well, uh, Gene, I, I... As I came on the air today, and we had the pre, you know, live conversation, I think I was described as sounding like ten miles of bad road. And, <laughs> you know, it felt like if it, it, it certainly felt that way, and and you know, I take no offense to it because reality is reality. But you know what gets my spirits up is talking about the NFL and talking about football and playoff scenarios, especially now in a time where man, oh man, I mean. We need some good news, and, and especially after what happened on Monday night, and you know I think we've gotten a lot of it over the last week, and we're hoping that Demar Hamlin is 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 much better to pull through out of this, and it sounds like he is.
1: Well, yeah, let's start with that. I mean, uh, I mean, again, the great news is is that he's uh, he's awake, he's responding to his family. The first question that he had, he wrote down on a board: Did we win the game? right how mm. about th- how about that and and the doctors i think had the perfect response yes damar you won you won the game of life you know i mean mm. what uh, but but uh, that speaks to the competitive spirit but I, as i said to you before we started this it almost feels a little unsavory talking about football you know i i had a conversation with barbara last night and talking about you know the nfl's decision that that, that the game is not going to be resumed it's going to be a no contest and my wife looked at me and said who cares Somebody almost died. And I was like, yeah, mm. yeah, but, you know, again, this is a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's not going to stop forever. And as I, as I talked about when this whole thing started, remember 9-11, baseball shut down, football shut down, and everybody's trying to figure out what the best way, how do you navigate something like that. Now, this was no 9-11, but it was still something that was unusual, to say the least. So how do you navigate that?
0: yeah look it's it's very you know rare thing that occurred. I mean, I don't think anybody has had something close to this happen really since i mean the early seventies late sixties I know that somebody it had happened where somebody had passed away on the field um and nobody knew about it, and the game continued right uh but that was back in the late sixties i mean we're talking about talking about 50 years here so uh it's obviously unprecedented and you know i think you got to give the league a little bit of uh, leeway on the decision making of how this goes especially with the fact that you know we don't know a lot we didn't know a lot of information at the time right um and on the fact that yeah this game was incredibly important to the playoff seedings as coarse as that may sound that's what kind of the reality of the situation is um i i I give the league a little bit of leeway and obviously you know the first priority and i think they showed this and eventually made the right decision was what is the status of demar hamlin and is he going to, to to survive this and it looks like, I don't want to speculate, but it, it looks like he is doing much better. It looks like he may pull through here. Um, the fact that he is apparently um, you know, awake and has you know neurological function, mostly intact from what we understand, that's the most important thing. But right. I think it is weird. I compare it to, I don't know if you remember this, but I believe the Kansas City Chiefs back like 10 years ago had a player show up. To their facility, and had a uh, after killing his girlfriend and committed suicide in front of, in 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 front of the GM and the head coach in the parking lot.
1: Right, I remember that, and I remember we had
0: that situation, and that was a tragedy. The Chiefs played the very next day. Yeah, I mean, it it like the stuff it goes on. It's it's horrible. We don't ever wish it upon anybody, but you know there is you know. The league moves, uh, whether we like it or not. So uh, I think the league has handled this as well as they possibly can. I do agree that you know it's going to be virtually impossible for them to play this game again. I just don't see it happening. So right. I'd imagine that this will probably get deemed a no contest, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, they announced last night that that is indeed the that what the decision they have come down with. Now, I guess the owners still have to agree to this. But I think this is kind of a uh, – uh, I, I think this is a foregone conclusion. It's going to be a no contest. But what makes it interesting is that it, depending on how things shake out this weekend, the AFC championship game, if it is between Buffalo and Kansas City, is going to be at a neutral site. And and I, I mean, I, and I, mm. I think they're doing this because essentially what you're doing, if you – if you call it a no contest and you say, well, Kansas City um, Kansas City gets the one seed uh, because of percentage points or whatever, um, you're penalizing Buffalo because a player had a medical emergency on the field, and that's not really fair, especially considering Buffalo has the tiebreaker. If they were to tie head-to-head, they beat Kansas City during the regular season, so it will be at a neutral site. I think that's really the only way they can go here, isn't it?
0: So th- this is a confirmed decision by the way Yeah. League, it's in
1: the associated press you saying yeah it was in it was on the associated okay. press this morning
0: so to me and i've heard that this was a suggestion that they had made um i get that i mean they're trying to make it as fair as possible if kansas city should win on saturday night obviously that would mean that, that buffalo cannot get the one seed however um I don't know. I I think I think that this probably could have been handled either way. I think Buffalo would have been totally fine with look, just put us in somewhere like we'll play wherever. Um, You know, the fact that it has to be in a neutral site is is interesting. I mean, I I guess it's fine, but I, I would say this. I would say like, you know, Buffalo went in there already and won. Right. Um, I don't think that they would have a problem going in there again yeah, and, again. and yeah. playing them. So, to me, I just I look at it as, yeah, let's do it by winning percentage and let's just go. You know, like I, I think they're, if anything now, I mean, the fact that Namar Hamlin asked the question, well, who won the game? Right. I mean, if I'm a player, I am fired up about that. Right. I mean, the fact that he that was the first thing he asked, I mean, good Lord. Uh, you, you got to be jacked up and, and, and ready to run through a wall for a guy like that. So um, I I, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. I just don't really understand the reasoning behind it. I, I mean, I do understand the reasoning behind it. I just maybe don't necessarily agree with it 100%, but it's not the end of the world. And I think that things at Buffalo obviously will take that over going there, but I don't think it, it's going to really make a huge difference either way to me.
1: You want You want my cynical view on it? They're, they're yeah, do, yeah, they're doing this for public relations purposes because they don't want to deal with the fan backlash that they would get if Buffalo of has course. to go on the road. This is all about PR. This isn't about this isn't about fairness in competition. In my mind, this is about. Buffalo fans losing their minds going oh my god you know we, we, uh, you know we got a guy almost died and now you're now you're going to screw the team you know and you know that's what this is all about because you could it was already that was already building on on social media right after this happened and the idea that they might not resume this game people were already losing their minds so this was a, P, a strict PR move in my mind.
0: Well, people are losing their minds. What happened to the idea that the game doesn't matter? Right. (laughs) And what matters is the player. That went by quick. Like, yeah, real quick, didn't it? I mean, but but wait a minute. Well, the playoffs are, I mean,
1: you know, like,
0: you you got. let's be intellectually honest about this whole thing. I mean, let's just go. Let's just play. Right. I mean, if we're going to play, let's just play. Like, what happened to happen, and it was a tragedy, and it was sad, and we hope that the player's fine. We do. But... If we are going to continue the season, which we are, let's go. Right. Let's play. Right. You know, like you think this team is incapable of going into Kansas City and winning? I think they might even have a chance. To, they might be favored in that game.
1: You know? Uh, it's, so, po- yeah, it's possible. Uh, I mean, the, 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 you know, so, the only other thing that I would say, the, the only, what I thought would be the best decision was, would be to push the playoffs back a week and get rid of the bye yeah. week in front of the Super Bowl. Because I hate, I, hate yeah. I hate that bye week anyway. It's stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody likes it. No. So I, why not just they do don't away.
0: even play the Pro Bowl.
1: Yes, exactly. So why not just do like, away with it?
0: You could play the Pro Bowl if you wanted to and do the skills challenge in the same week. Uh, the Raiders ain't playing. Right. So, you know, right. you could do it in <laughs> Vegas. Right. Um, but, so you could have that leading up to – Championship Sunday, right? uh, And and just push it back a week. That's what they did for nine eleven. I don't understand why that wasn't on the table. I just, I no idea. But um, but you know, I think that would be the most logical thing. I agree with you.
1: So um, before we, because I want to talk about last week's games. Um, but before we get to that, if you're the New England Patriots right now. And you know oh you got to go to Buffalo after what just happened and the fact that DeMar Hamlin is awake and responding and his teammates are fired up because it looks like their teammate is going to be okay. If you're the Patriots, I mean, you could lose by 40 this
0: weekend. You could. Um, or here's a funnier even fact. Can you imagine that because of this whole situation – that if the Chiefs win, all of a sudden the Bills have nothing to play for, and they sit all their ooh, starters ooh. again. And thought, ooh, you know, what and I, again the Patriots be another another backup quarterback again for the eighth time <laughs> this season. Can you? And they get into the playoffs, and that justifies in some sick, disgusting way. The non-changing of everything that has gone on, I just cannot believe the amount of luck that the Patriots have gotten with the players, with the quarterback that they have played. Right, it is actually absurd. Well, so I, I, I just, it, it's almost perfect.
1: I'll make the case though that Buffalo, regardless of what Kansas City does, and and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation was is. What if, the, you know, if Buffalo loses to the Patriots and they have four losses, Cincinnati wins and they have four losses. I don't know who has the tiebreaker there. And so Buffalo could end up the third seed. So I'd make a case that regardless of what Kansas City does, Buffalo still is going to have something to play for. They're going to play their starters. That's my guess. I mean, maybe for a half.
0: Well, that may but, be all they I need. Mean, <laughs> I Maybe it, may, it, it might be. I mean. That's what the page, I mean. Can you imagine? I mean, and then I heard the talk about adding an eighth seed in oh, the yeah. AFC, and I said, "Oh Lord, Please, don't, Lord, don't no. waste our, don't waste everybody's time." Right? Please, God, don't do that. <laughs> like that would be so brutal, so yeah. brutal, and what? and it would be so powerful for the course. Well, we made the playoffs again, yeah, because somebody almost died on the field. Right? The like,
1: I mean, well, let's. Oh let, my God! Let Let's get to last week's game. And, and and here we go. The Patriots uh, beating another backup quarterback because uh, two is out. Bridgewater start gets the start. He gets hurt, and they got to go to Thompson, who you couldn't pick out of a lineup, right? Um, but and the Patriots win the game. But make no mistake. And this is what people, I think, you know, yeah, they're beating backup quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, it is not the offense that has beaten anybody. It's the defense. And Kyle Duggar with a 39-yard inter- interception return for a touchdown is the difference in this game. It's not; It has zero to do with the Patriots' offense all season.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're kind of in the same boat here as, okay, yes, the Patriots' defense played well. Right. They played a backup quarterback and a third-string quarterback for a quarter and a half, um, and they made good plays. Like, I'm not going to take that away from them. They made good plays. It's just who are they making in front of? Right. I can give the offense at least some credit for two drives the entire game, the first drive of the game and the one that sealed it and got them up 23, 14. I'll give them credit for that. Sure. Um, however, it's just kind of the same old, same old in sluggish performance. Um, and I really thought that this had more to do with the dolphins I I don't think McDaniel has done a good job coaching this team at all the last five six weeks. I mean they 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 coached that game scared. They did scared. Agreed. They they refused to run the football in the second half. Flat refuse, out refused to do it. I mean, and I get it. They're down, but I mean to allow. I think they did a good job with the Patriots. Did a good job is they made sure that if Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater was going to be in the game. That waddle and Hill are not getting the ball. Right. They're just they're just not. Right. You know, we're locking those guys off, and they're going to have to beat us some other way, and they can't. Um, and I thought there were plays to be made for Miami. They just didn't make them. So you know, it was very very frustrating game to watch because you're looking at it and say, how are we going to lose this game? <laughs> and then somehow we magically win this game and say, well, again, it's like completely unsatisfactory because A, Tua didn't play. Right. And and B. You know, he didn't really play that well. Right. So, you know, it was okay. I'm not saying it was the worst game they've played this year. It was average, a little bit above average win for them. You know, and that's what's very frustrating about this season is it just feels like you're just putting, you're just punching teams, and you're really just punching through a a paper bag instead of actually punching anybody. (laughs) So, you know, and and that's all it is. So, again, same old song and dance. Nothing really for me has changed.
1: Um I guess you know I, the thing you look at is you know 249 yards of offense you know you're not winning a playoff game with 249 yards of offense you know you're 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 lucky if you win a regular season game with 249 yards of offense right i mean and that's you better have the 85 bears as <laughs> your defense that's pretty much it right. exactly right exactly right um and again you know as we talked about last week Dan at this point now you are i mean look you're 8 and 8 um because you're 8 and 8 you know, you've actually kind of, and I know this sounds stupid, but you've kind of screwed yourself a little bit because you're in a position now where your draft pick's not even going to be that great, right? I mean, at, at the rate they're going, if they win this week, they're not even going to be in the top half of the draft, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I'd say this about it. I am always for competing. Right. There should always be the level of let's compete for the game to win. And we should compete for the, in the season. We should compete to get into the playoffs. A garbage franchise is tank. Right. You know, agreed. Garbage franchises tank. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, you look at the Packers, you look at the Steelers. I think those are good franchises. They're always in it, as they are again now this year, because they don't tank. Right. Now, but, but, that doesn't mean that losing is the worst thing in the world. Right. You know, agreed. I mean,. Losing can losing can do a couple of things. First off, yes, the, the draft picks, but losing can also cause change to happen. Right, and change needs to happen, and we've talked about this at nauseum yep. about what needs to happen o- offensively. So, um, I think that obviously the Bills are going to come out inspired. I do think they'll play their starters at least for a half, depending on what happens with Kansas City. Um, if Kansas City should lose, then I think the season is pretty much lost for the Patriots because right. it's over. The yep. Bills are going to come out and hammer them. Yep. Um, so I, I imagine that they're going to be big Kansas City fans this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think I think you're right. I think I think there's got to be some change here, and I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for the Patriots to lose this weekend.
1: Um. Getting, uh, we had a a throwback game this weekend or last weekend. Uh, Tom Brady and Mike Evans found the fountain of youth, and Tom, mm-hmm. Tom Brady was Tom Brady, four hundred and thirty two yards passing. Mike Evans two hundred yards receiving. I mean, where you know, and if and I get it's it's Carolina, but Carolina is still playing for a playoff spot there. I mean, if you're a
0: Bucks fan, you gotta be going. Where the hell has this been all year? I have, uh, you know, my my co-host Matt Silberth uh, on the Sunday card before the game. That you know, I think I'm going to take Tampa. Like, I think I'm going to, i think I'm going to bet him. And I said, "Why?" Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, "It's got to be the, it's got to be the week. This week, it's got to be the week. Yeah, we've been saying it's got to be the week for <laughs> ten weeks here. Like, you know, when when do you stop? And you know, God bless him." Tom Brady had an excellent game. Right. Uh, and it didn't look like it was going to be the week for a long time, but it did. And and as I said before, you know, one of the things that's different about the Bucs is they get down, they know they have 12. Right. You know, they know they have them. And, you know, it's Tom Brady versus Sam Darnold. It's kind of hard, yeah, not to take Tom Brady yeah. in the game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the Bucs' defense is good enough. Yep. Although I'll I'll give credit to Carolina, you know Carolina over the last six weeks is the number one passing offense by those quote unquote DVOA numbers. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pretty incredible. Well, and and you got to give them some credit. They've they've played a lot better. So I I, I like Tampa. I th- I still think they're dangerous. I think if they find themselves, um, you know, I, I I've said it all year. I said don't let them in and don't let them get hot. Good right, it gets hot, watch out, Dallas. Well,
1: um, my next question, and you mentioned the fact that Carolina passing has been so good. Um, Sam Darnold has been surprisingly good, right, since getting in, uh, taking the starting role. Is, I mean, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but is Sam Darnold a guy now that Carolina can say maybe we, this can be our guy, or do they still need to find themselves a quarterback? I think they need
0: to find themselves a quarterback. Okay. Um, I, I think Sam has played well. There's no question. Um, however, I think that a lot of the times we get fooled into these. oh, well, this guy played good when he came in the game. Can he do that over 16 games, 17 right. games? Right. That's my question. He's never, ever been proven that that can happen. Right. So, to me, I would take a chance. I mean, I know they drafted a quarterback, and I know a lot of their quarterbacks got hurt this year Baker got traded and what have you. But I do think that drafting a quarterback wouldn't be the worst thing for Carolina. They need to get a coach first. though. <laughs> you yeah, need to figure right. out, you know, I mean, that's the first thing they got to figure out. Jim Harbaugh's, okay. Jim Harbaugh's coming. Yeah. Apparently he's talking to David Tepper and all the rest of it. So, <laughs> you know, um, we'll see with the recruiting violations going on, but, right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that is the case. I would be stunned if Jim Harbaugh decided to go to Carolina. Right. But um if Dave, David Tepper's got deep pockets, man, so you know, we'll see. Uh yeah, they they need to figure out their coach situation and then they can kind of work with the the quarterback. They have pieces in place. It's really one of the last things they really need is quarterback.
1: Well, the Detroit Lions kept their playoff hopes alive last week. And you know what? I have to give Detroit a lot of credit here. They had been like one of the hottest teams in football. They kind of got embarrassed by Carolina the week before. Well, they came out and just put an absolute hurting on the Bears last week. Again, I know it's the Bears, but, I mean, I thought that was a great job by Detroit to respond to a, a, a subpar week the week before.
0: Oh, 100%. I think Dan Campbell has this team... Believing. Yep. He believes in them. I mean, and they believe in him. Um, Goff has been really good over the last, I'd say, what are they now, seven and two? Yeah. Over the last nine games? Yep. I mean, that's that's really incredible. And now, you know, after responding from the loss last week, they go out, they beat the Bears, they take care of business. Indoors, yes, but they take care of business. And now they go play the team that sparked the whole run. Um, Remember last time they played Aaron Rodgers, they forced three red zone interceptions right? and they won this game. So, you know, I think it's very, very interesting. And I think, as I said a couple of weeks ago, Detroit is maybe one of the scarier teams that you might face. I mean, think about it from a perspective of, say, let's talk about Philadelphia here from their defensive perspective who is the most dangerous offense for Philadelphia's defense to face right now in the NFC you think Detroit you could you could make the argument that Detroit might be Oof. they may not you know stop them right very much but they can keep up with them okay and if philly has a bad day right i mean it's going to be hard to have a bad day and then have to keep up with that with that pipeline offense. Of. It's going to be hard.
1: Well, it'll be uh, that should that's going to be uh, just, that's I look I look at the end of the day though. Seattle is the team that controls its own destiny right now. If they win, they're in. You know, so Detroit. Well, con- I mean, not
0: if green not if Green Bay wins.
1: Well, right. Well, it, right. But if if Green Bay if Green Bay beats. I, well, we haven't. We're, we're going to get to the picks in a minute, but I, we'll I, get to that. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, so we'll see. But you know, Aaron Rodgers has that team rolling, and and uh, that was uh, I did uh, look. I I kind of thought Green Bay might win this game last week because I'm still not a big Minnesota believer. I did not expect them to kick Minnesota's ass the way they did.
0: <laughs> that's literally. There's uh, no other way that's to put the it. Perfect description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect description. And and let's call a spade a spade. They completely took Justin Jefferson out of the game. Yep. Just took him right out of the game. Yep. They played – I mean, Alexander said he was going to do it. They said, we owe him, and they paid him. Paid him a visit, and he was shut down. He did nothing in the game. Nothing. Right. So, uh, you took him away, and also happened to get a really great start by getting a pick six and then getting a kick return for a touchdown. Right. I mean, there's. I mean, talk about the thing that has sparked Green Bay is their special teams. This kid Nixon has been outstanding yep. for them. Um, so I, I think, yeah, if Green Bay is going to play three phases of football and complimentary football like that, they're going to get those bounces. I mean, here we go again. Nobody thought that they could make it, and Aaron Rodgers just sitting over there like, um, "Hi, don't forget about <laughs> me."
1: So you know, uh, you know what's. Uh, I remember you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about, you know, that the, everybody talks about the, the great pair of receivers down in Miami. And I said to you, you know, do you think Minnesota's might, you know, their, their receiving core with Thielen and, and Jefferson and, you know, throwing the tight end Hawkinson, that they might have, you know, one of the best, uh, you know, receiving cores in the NFL, except that now, you know, they took Jefferson away last week. But you know what? This is the third straight week. That Thielen has been the invisible man. What's going on? Mm-hmm. What's go- I mean? I don't. You know. Is is it more that Cousins isn't looking for him, or is or is there something else going on with him that that he is just he's disappeared?
0: Well, first off, it's a, that Jefferson is absurd. I mean, well, yes, he, he, you know, and what they do with him is ridiculous. I mean, he just dominates the field. So even if he is covered, they throw it to him and he catches it. Hawkinson has been the safety valve. And then what Minnesota really wants to do is run the football. Right. So, I mean, I think it has affected feeling in a lot of ways. You know, I, I think he's probably lost a step or two considering his age. Yep. Um, but I, I still think he's a good receiver. Like there's no question. He just hasn't gotten the targets that he, that he once had. So, I mean, we all know how I feel and how you feel and how most real reality football fans know like Minnesota is really just not that good
1: paper. They, they have
0: luck. They are paper. They've lucked themselves yep. into 11, one score wins against two team against one team. Really. That's, that's really any decent that's Buffalo. And it, you know what it took to win that game. Right. I think it was ridiculous. And then when they play good teams, you get blown out. You get blown out by green Bay. They get blown out by Philly. They got blown out by Dallas. They get blown out by Detroit. I mean, they just get blown out, right? So you know, it's—I don't know. I, I just—I don't see them. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to say they win a win a playoff game,
1: honestly. Really?
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, wow. okay. Um, so before we get to this week's picks, one other thing I want to talk about: um, what what's what's going on with? Look, I know Kansas City is thirteen and three. And, and, you know, you can't, you know, I'm not trying to tell you that the Kansas City Chiefs are a bad football team. But am I wrong in saying that they have been underwhelming the last few weeks? I mean, they're winning, but, you know, Houston gave them a hell of a game. Seattle hung with them. Jesus, it looked like Denver was going to beat them for a while. You know, twice. 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 You know, and they lose to Cincinnati. I mean, this is a team, they're 13-3, but this is not the the dominant Kansas City team that I think a lot of people still think that they are.
0: You know, I think we said this in 2020 about them. When they went on, I believe it was an eight-game streak of not covering the spread of any of their games and basically playing all these one-score games. And they won most of them. And then they went to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, You know, so I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Kansas City has been impressive, but I've seen this movie before. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And let's just, let's just look at this and say what the importance of the quarterback position is. It's in both conferences. Right. We've had two quarterbacks that have lost their best receivers, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Devontae Adams is sitting on the bench. He's going to be eating chips on the couch this, <laughs> this, this January. Right. You know? Yep. Uh, Miami um, has a good chance of also sitting on the couch this season. Right. And not going to the playoffs. Right. Um, and Tyreek Kill's is over there. I mean, it speaks to the testament, speaks to the fact that if you don't have a quarterback, man, you you got to have one. And it's hard to get one. Right. And at the end of the day, this is why quarterbacks get paid. This is why the good ones get paid. This is why those are the, the two of the top, you know, five highest paid quarterbacks in football, because they lift they they lift the tide, man. Right, they, the tide rises with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he lost Tyree Kill and might be the MVP of the league this year.
1: I, I guess you know. I guess the glass is half full way of looking at what the Chiefs are doing is. Yeah, you know they're not killing people, and yeah, they've they've they're playing close games. But at the end of the day, uh, in order to win in the playoffs, more often than not, you have to be able to win one score games. You have to be able to make the drive at the end of the game, so you can make a case, I guess, that they maybe in some ways are more prepared for the playoffs than than some other teams are.
0: I think there's always a lull in the season for good teams before they get to the playoffs. that They have to go through, right? Um, and they've gone through it they've lost Cincinnati. They've played close games against bad teams. Um, but I think those things, you know, pressure makes diamonds, man. Right. And what goes on that ring? You know, you know, so to me, to me, I, I, I think Buffalo has gone through that. Obviously I think that Kansas city has gone through that. Not sure if Cincinnati has gone through that. It seems like they just destroy everybody. And then if just one like seven in a row, but right. You know, they're always kind of playing underdogs. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's part of the season. The NFL is not easy. Like, you don't just well, – everybody expects the Patriots to blow everybody out right. for the last 20 years and expects that. Like, no, it's not it's not like that, you know.
1: Um, all right, let's get to uh, this week's games, and let's start on Saturday. And we're not. I'm not going to give you the Kansas City game because it's you know in in a lot of ways it's a meaningless game. But uh, the game that really is the big one is on Saturday. Uh, Tennessee is at Jacksonville, and uh, Tennessee obviously with you know with with quarterback issues, and Jacksonville is a six and a half point favorite at home, and uh, a win and you know I mean it's it's over. I mean and they're in.
0: Yeah. Um who could have predicted that Jacksonville won the division. Uh, I mean shocking. Who could have done who could have thought that Gene? I mean I don't can yeah. you think of anybody? No, no. I don't know. No, I can't think of anybody. Well and it didn't look, um, I'll
1: tell you what though, it didn't look good for your prediction early in the season.
0: <laughs> no, it didn't. I was very like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah,
1: well but, you know Thank Ryan Tannehill you know, getting, thank Ryan Tannehill for getting hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean the fun <laughs> things happen. So um although I will say this. I know that Tennessee uh has been banged up at quarterback. Yep. There's no question. Um they had to get Josh Dobbs in that game last week. Right. Because, you know, obviously he needed some reps. Yep. And Jacksonville has been hot as a pistol. Uh however, Tennessee has one of the best coaches in football on their team.
1: And they still have Derrick Henry. That has
0: literally, and they they get Derrick Henry back. Right. And not only do they get Derrick Henry back, but they get back Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry on the D-line. Right. They get back their starting safety. They get back their two starting linebackers this week, hopefully. Like, they have just been hurt. Right. Everybody's been hurt for, for the Titans on defense, and that's why they've suffered. Yep. And now they get almost all their starters back this week. Uh, I think Vrabel has played this because he had the lead so far in the division. He said, when Tannehill got hurt, just get me to that last game of the season because I think, I think we're probably going to have to play Jacksonville for the division. Right. And he has managed this team. Yes, they've lost five games in a row, and it stinks for them. But I think he's had to manage this team as best he can and get wins and try to collect them. He hasn't been able to do that. But I think he's been waiting. I think he's been just get us to the last game. Give us a chance, and he's great in these spots. So, to me, I'm not going against him. I'm going to take the Titans, and I'm going to predict myself wrong. Um, so, I, I like the Titans here a lot. I think that I think they win the game outright.
1: Wow. Um, I was going to, you know, I, I originally had picked to, to have you do the Cincinnati game, but you know what? That game, I'm not going to go there because it really, it doesn't it doesn't matter a whole hell of a lot. Let's let's go instead. No. Let's go instead if if. Uh, if could there be an upset in Chicago this weekend? The Vikings are on the road, seven and a half point favorites. Is there a chance they stumble here?
0: Well, Justin Fields is out now.
1: Oh he is? So Oh never mind. Yeah. Oh, no, he's listen. Not, he's okay. not playing. Moving on. Moving on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta give you I gotta give you something that's a challenge. Um, uh, all right, let's 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 go, you know, we might as well let's go. New England's at Buffalo. Buffalo's a seven point favorite. And with everything that has gone on this week, like you said, you know, depending on what happens on Saturday, maybe Buffalo makes a different decision. Um, but maybe Buffalo just says, you know, let's win one for three, and let's 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 blow out the Patriots if, if they have that mindset.
0: I mean, there's no perfect team to play if you're, you know, Buffalo it's like the perfect team because you know. it's the most hated team in the division. So, right, right. you know, I I think, uh, look, we've talked about it all year. They've beaten one starting quarterback. Right. They just, this is not a good team. Sorry, it's just not. And uh, I'd be shocked. I mean, unless Buffalo sits everybody in maybe the second half and the Patriots go nuts, but how many points down can the Patriots be when the Bills put their backups in? Right. To come back and win the game. Maybe 7, 10? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. So, I just don't trust it. I think at the end of the day, it's probably the best case scenario. Because when they go, if they go play in the playoffs next week, they're wasting everybody's time. (laughs) I mean, they just are. Uh. So... Uh, I'll say Bills. I think the Bills win the game.
1: Dan, how long have you and I been doing this now? Like what, four or five years? I don't know that I mm-hmm. have, I don't know that I have ever heard you say something like that about the. Pay. If they get in the playoffs, they're wasting
0: everybody's time. Uh, yeah.
1: How things have changed.
0: It's amazing how the mighty have fought. I was yeah. watching some 2017 Patriots highlight films the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is pure poetry, man. I mean, it is so good to watch. And we are light years from that moment. I mean, we just are. Yeah,
1: yeah no question. Um, look, uh, this, uh, this is my dumb-off of the week, but the game is important. <laughs> uh, the New York Jets are at the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins are a two-point favorite. This game, uh, the Jets, <laughs> the Jets uh, you know, Mike White starting. Joe Flacco's the backup. Uh, Zach Wilson wow. is, is going to be inactive. And uh, so, you know, but Miami is hurt, you know, and, and, and they're going to be – they, they don't have a quarterback this week. You know, I mean, well, they do, but they're, they're on their third-string quarterback. But if they win, they've still got a shot to make the playoffs if the Patriots do lose and if Pittsburgh oh. loses. You know, I mean, so, uh, so can they cobble together a win to beat the Jets?
0: Well, this is the same thing with the Patriots. It's, you know you Wasted, win this game, Miami your time. and Patriots lose, you're wasting everybody's time. I mean, why are we even play the game? You know, I right. think we should just in the AFC. We should just go straight to the divisional round. I mean, who cares? <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that, that's that's my
1: well. You know, there's there, look. There, I think there's. I think you know. Look, if I, I think if Lamar Jackson's able to play in the playoffs, I think Baltimore. You know, that could be interesting. I still is think, he going to play? Don't, well, don't know don't know there's they still they're still being very non-committal about it
0: and, and i don't even know if he's going to play in the playoffs
1: i'd see there's they are he's not playing this week we know that but there's you know they've left the door open for the playoffs but i don't know whether it's likely or not and 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 i think the charge I mean, the
0: only team that has any chance is is, is the chargers yeah i think the, the chargers, only team
1: yeah i think the chargers could could you know just because of herbert alone and you know and, and eckler's pretty good that that they might be able to do something but but anyway, so can Miami win this week? Should they win this week? I mean, well, uh, I mean Pittsburgh of the teams that are going to get in or that could get in that seventh spot, Pittsburgh might actually be the only one that could get in and have a shot to win.
0: I love Pittsburgh. I know. <laughs> I I love what Kenny Pickett's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah is a little rough around the edges, but he has some cayons, doesn't he? I mean Yeah. Well we're gonna pick that uh, one next. So just, g-
1: give me the Miami game first, then we we'll get to
0: I'll give Miami let me give Miami. I, I think Miami here for them in particular, I do think that it would be beneficial, at least for their franchise, to win okay. the game because I they just never make the playoffs. Right. So I, I think it would be something for their you know for the franchise and that's the context we have to put it in. However I'm not sure who's playing quarterback for the Jets either, because it sounds like Mike White is very limited or didn't practice yesterday.
1: Well, what I saw. So they, what I saw this uh, morning was that he was starting.
0: Okay, well then then he's good to go. He's good to go. Um, that that makes me even more confident in this pick because I, I like the Jets here. I like the Jets to win. I I think that I think that the defense will obviously show up. They got but they they had to play Geno Smith and how we did not factor in a Geno Smith revenge game last week is beyond me. So I thought about that. um yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. So if they got killed last week fine. I, I don't think Miami has the horse. Miami's missing Armstead, yep. their tackle. They're missing another tackle. They're missing Xavier Howard uh, as I was out last week. I don't know if he's gonna play. Jalen Waddle popped up on the injury report now. Well, so I see that mm. I mean, yeah. So I, I, I don't know what's going on here. I think that, I think that Miami has just hit the skids, and and I think the Jets. This would be a really good win for them going into the off season to build some momentum, and then hopefully send that you know baby-faced little kid that plays quarterback to kind of send him off to the boarding <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, he can go play somewhere. Else. I mean, they got to get rid of him, but. I, I think the Jets do win this game. I think this is a Bobby Solas special okay. here to fire his team up and get it going. All
1: right, let's uh, let's do Pittsburgh now. Cleveland's at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a two and a half point favorite. And I saw the funniest tweet ever this week, and it was a, it, it was a meme of somebody that looked like they were throwing up, and it was and the the caption was Patriot fans realizing that they have to root for the Cleveland Browns this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, this is an interesting one in the betting community is that, you know, a lot of the professionals quote unquote um, they really love Cleveland in this game. And I'm not really sure why. I mean, I, I think that Cleveland is only going to run the football in this game for the most part. And the number one by the, by the analytical numbers the number one rush defense in the league this year in the last eight weeks has been Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, nobody has done better against the run than Pittsburgh in the last half of the season. Deshaun Watson was given all this credit of how, bad, how good he played last week and all the touchdowns he threw. He, he completed nine passes. Right. Like, what are we talking about here? Right. I mean, they've shown me nothing that they are very good at all. So I, I am all in on Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. Absolutely. I think Cleveland will fight. There's no question. But, you know, I think they'll lay down in the end. And I think Pittsburgh's too motivated. That coach is too good for this spot. He's too good. I, I think they'll they'll be able to win.
1: The uh, Chargers are on the road at Denver this week. Uh, look, the Chargers, with, I mean, uh, you know, you got to take into consideration who they beat. But a convincing win last week, I thought, for the Chargers uh Denver you know look a great showing on the road at Kansas City last week um you know it, really i mean other than i mean potential seeding i guess down the road i mean the game doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot for the chargers but i mean they're they're in the playoffs anyway but um it if if it's if it if you're the chargers you want to roll into the playoffs on a win here
0: well maybe i mean i think that you know it all's going to depend on what happens with baltimore in a game True. On Sunday they're playing they're playing and if Baltimore wins then the Chargers will probably play their starters if Baltimore loses which is likely right i cannot imagine them playing anybody i mean staley doesn't even play starters in the preseason <laughs> that's true yeah so true.
1: i mean you know yeah and now, well. right and that pitch, and the Baltimore game will be over by the time the
0: Chargers play so they'll know Right, so they'll know. So I right. mean, this is a hard game to pick because we don't right. know. Right, right. But I think I do think Cincinnati will probably win. So I, I'm going to take Denver to win this game. I think Denver wants. Uh, played a lot better since they fired Hackett. Right. The team rallied behind Wilson. They said they had his back, and I think that's that's helped things at least calm down there. So I think Denver will play well, and I, and I think that uh, I've said it for you know since the beginning of the season. I said the Chargers have good starters. They have terrible backups. Right, I mean, they're back of stink. So maybe they want to get a drive or two in for Herbert or get Bosa back in the game because I know he's healthy and they have him play maybe a tune-up game. But, you know, I, I think that the Chargers will lay down here and, and call it a day. And, you know, maybe it'll still be a competitive game. You know, who knows? Because Chargers are better than the Broncos, but the Broncos still have good players. So I'm going to take Denver uh, kind of by default here.
1: Last two games are the games for the uh, for the number seven seed in the NFC. We start in Seattle. The Rams uh, go to Seattle. Seattle's a six-point favorite.
0: This game could be tricky. (laughs) This game could be tricky. I think, I think that you know the Rams. Yeah, they played bad last week, but you know Sean McVay is not one to lay down. Right. He's frustrated. There's no question, but he's not one to lay down in this game. Seattle's got to win it. There's no question. Um, their seasons on the line here. I'm going to be ballsy. I'm going to take the Rams, and 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 I think the Rams end up, you know, playing spoiler here, going up to Seattle, getting a big win, and we roll right into Sunday night, right, and that's, for a de facto playoff game. Right, and that's
1: the other one I got for you: Detroit at Green Bay, the Pack, a four and a half point favorite. Um, boy, I don't know. I th- it seems it seems to me. I mean, I know Detroit bounced back well last week, but boy. I don't want to go into Green Bay having to win a game to get in the playoffs, and, and knowing that Aaron Rodgers is 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 got that team playing very well right now.
0: Well, look, Green Bay has played outstanding. Um, we talked about it. Special teams has been great. Yep. Um, offensively, they've been a lot better. I think they've they found their groove. Right. Um, however, I still have concerns about the defense. Uh, they played good last week against Minnesota, but this is a better offense. This is a better offense, I'm going to say it. It's a better offense. They're going in a much more explosive offense. And the last time these two teams played, I don't think either of them really played their A game. Right. So I think the jury is still out on what we know about these two teams. Um, I think Dan has had his team fighting all year long from the hard knocks, and they lived up to the hype and this, that, and the other. I, I think they've been awesome. Uh, they changed things up defensively. But you know how this is gonna go, <laughs> Gene. I mean, this is gonna be Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. i about Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, this is this is gonna be Detroit's up by four, or three, and with you know two minutes left, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna be driving the field, right? And we're gonna be like, here we go again. I mean, he's gonna rip somebody's heart out uh, again, (laughs) and it's and I'll laugh, (laughs) and it'll be hilarious, right? Because he is really one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. When he's on, he's on, right? So I I think I think it's Packers, man. I think I think they're going back, and I think that they'll roll into the playoffs, and whoever wants them, you know, you know, look out. You know, the have an abundance of caution.
1: You know, the only thing that sucks. Is that there's no way Mm. we can get a Brady, Aaron Rodgers playoff game because that would be awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, there is.
1: (laughs) There is how? Oh yeah. Oh, well that would mean that that would mean Green Bay gets in, and then and they're gonna they're gonna knock off San Francisco.
0: You watch. Okay. We talked about it last year with San Francisco going in and knocking off Green Bay. Why don't they return the favor? You know I mean and is is San Francisco gonna have 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 Garoppolo? Back. I mean, you've got do they a want to, do making they, his first play? Do they want Garoppolo back? Making his first playoff start? I mean, yeah, maybe that's true. But you got a rookie making his first yeah. playoff start; it's a little different. I different. mean, you know, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Okay,
1: all right. Hey, before I let you go, we got to talk uh, just briefly about the college football playoffs last week.
0: Oh, uh, do we have look,
1: to? Well, look, and 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 I know you're a Michigan fan, and I still can't believe Michigan lost that game. Having said that that has to be the two best college football playoff games in one day I have ever seen in my life. I mean, those were games that you just, you didn't know right up until the very end what the hell was going to happen. That, that Georgia comeback was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, no question. I actually think that, you know, a lot of it was just stupidity. I mean, it was just <laughs> straight stupidity. I mean, so many stupid things that Michigan did to lose yeah. that football game. Yep. And then Georgia, yeah, they play, they came back, giving credit, but they completely mismanaged the clock at the end of the yes, game. Yes, they did. Yes. And and as the ball dropped, the ball went sideways to Ohio <laughs> State. So I mean, you know, it 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 was it was like Ohio State so deserved that game, and TCU deserved their game too. But Michigan made so many, yep. so many mistakes. I mean, just so many critical errors. So you know, good games. I wouldn't say they're the. I, I thought Clemson, Ohio State, a couple years that was ago, good. was good. Yeah, that was good. Yep, yep. Uh, I thought, I thought. Uh, I thought Georgia, Oklahoma, back in the day at the Rose Bowl, with right? Like the overtime—that was a great game. Well, I,
1: I, I, I was, thought these
0: games were good. I, th- I just—they were exciting. Yeah, they I was were mo- very excited. Well, I
1: think that's it. I was more talking about the fact that they were both on the same day. I mean, what a day! I mean, yeah. honest to God, I, I'm, I sat on the edge of my seat for you know what—eight hours that day watching college football because it just—it was compelling, and you know, and and I got to tell you, it, it, you have to root for a guy like Stetson Bennett, don't you? I mean, nobody has ever believed in this kid, and I know he had some missteps in that game. Uh, but man, that kid has got some cojones.
0: Yeah, he's ballsy, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I'll be rooting hard for for uh, for TCU. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's just me. Uh, uh, you know, at least you lose to the team that won the championship. And look, you know, I love Georgia. I love everything they do. However, I think TCU is one of the best stories in college football. We haven't talked about them. Nobody talks about them as like this unbelievable run. I mean, this team was picked fifth in the Big 12.
1: Yeah, the turnaround was ridiculous. In the
0: preseason. It's ridiculous. First-year head coach, and they are in the national championship. Yep. I mean it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great story. You know, i I'm, I have to say I'm rooting for Georgia simply because they're almost my hometown team. I mean, I'm five minutes from the yeah. G- I'm five minutes from the Georgia line. My wife works in Georgia. It's all Georgia down here. So uh you know what? But at the end of the day, I just hope it's a good game. I mean, but uh but I'm I gotta I, I do too. You know, and, and, and if, if if the the semifinals are any indication, uh it looks like we're in for a good one.
0: I don't I don't think TCU will win the game. I do think Georgia yeah, got their and now I think they'll win the game. But I will say this. I saw a funny map that you know, the New York Times always does this map of what state is rooting for who, right? And uh, most of the country was rooting for TCU, but all of the South was all Georgia red. oh sure, except for the state of, except for the state of Alabama, which was oh. hilarious. so <laughs> I, I, it was so good. Is that so right?
1: Good. That's funny that's funny well Dan yeah. enjoy the games this weekend and uh, you know I, I I hope that the uh, I <laughs> I want to say I hope the Patriots win for you but then again I don't want the Patriots to waste your time so uh, <laughs> so it'll be uh, it'll be a fun weekend and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week
0: hey it's a win-win for me either way yeah. so that's the way I'll, I'll look at it Gene it's been a great year let's go to the playoffs this All right. Is the best time of the year. All
1: it's right, going to but be awesome. talk to you next week. Dan Zampano here on Sports Up. Country Radio. That's going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back on Monday with another edition of The Wake Up Call. Let's give you a little Delbert McClinton this morning, a little New York City. We'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country.